This is Sports Geek Central, and I'm your host, Philip Carvalho. What's up, guys? Um, hope your uh, week was great. Um, happy to be here again on this uh, Monday night. Um, just chilling with you guys, um, talking about sports. Um, recapping, you know, what's happened throughout the week, you know, and some other interesting topics. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm really excited uh things i want to talk about today i hope you guys enjoyed last week's um episode you know on the uh lakers trade with the Cavs, the big trade the uh uefa my my uefa first um leg predictions which some of them were wrong some of them were were almost right, um, and some other things. So today I have a few topics I'd like to um, I'd like to talk about. Show with you guys UEFA Champions League. Um, the other half of the first leg happens tomorrow. Uh, four teams, sorry, eight teams play uh, on a span of two days tomorrow, Wednesday. I'd like to talk about. Um, Le'Veon Bell and his um, contract negotiations, you know, wanting more money, um, not wanting that franchise tag that he showed that he didn't want last year, sitting out in training week, in a training camp. Talking about um, Brazil's squad for the World Cup, um, how 15 players have already been, um, uh, have already been uh, selected for the World Cup squad. And also, and finally, um, the uh, my uh, recap and my thoughts on the All Star Weekend, and how I believe it has gotten a lot better. Even though I am not so interested in All Star Weekends in any sport, really, it's just because I don't know. I don't know that it has a lot of interest. I I I, I like basketballs more than footballs. It just it, it it's it's. It's better. I think it's well more rounded. It's, I like it that it's in the middle of the season, so it gives the players a break, a well deserved break. Uh, it probably wouldn't work in NFL just because it's a shorter span. But I like to give my recap, and my thoughts on the All Star Weekend. Um, so you know, let's get started. Um, let's get started. So first of all, uh, Champions League. Uh, so. UEFA Champions League, if you guys heard last week, you know, that's where the best um, teams in all of Europe, uh, they play in this kind of a tournament. This it first was a group stage, and now it's the tournament. It's the knockout stage, and today is the, uh, tomorrow and Wednesday is the second half of the first leg. If you don't like it, it's, it's each round, there's two legs. For each uh, round. And so basically the teams that, that verse against each other. They play each other twice. And it's based on you know how many goals are scored in, by each team on, on both. And like I said last week. Away goals are very important. Because they're kind of worth t- hypothetically two points. Because if, if, if the two teams ended up having the same amount of goals scored in the two games. 
but one team has more away goals than another one, they will go through. So I was talking about how the importance of the um, first leg, I mean, uh, uh, about the um, how away goals are a lot are very important. Um, so I believe my predictions for, I think it was, I got the Juventus Tottenham wrong because I think I said it was going to be 2-1 Tottenham, I believe. Manchester City, I said it was going to be 3-0. They beat Basel 4-0. Liverpool, I only said it was going to be 2-0. And they ended up demolishing Porto 5-0. And I said that PSG was going to win. I believe I said I was gonna, they were going to win. No, I think they were going to tie 1-1. I'm not sure. But Real Madrid ended up winning 3-1. Surprisingly, I did not believe that that was going to happen. I guess... Um, Real Madrid was resilient and they decided to show up when it was necessary because they came down they were, they were losing 1-0 and they came back in uh, 1-3-1 so the f- two games that are tomorrow are Chelsea and Barcelona and then um, Bayern Munich and Besiktas so the big one, Chelsea and Barcelona. Uh, I really look forward to watching this game. Uh, I have a lot of friends that are Barcelona Chelsea fans. I always uh like to joke around with my Chelsea friend, uh Jad. Hopefully he's listening. I always like to joke around because like you know Chelsea's kind of been struggling as of late, but they kind of have picked up form. So you know he can he can joke around with me tomorrow, because um Manchester City lost today against Wigan Athletic, a third. Um, league team in the FA Cup. Sadly, we lost one zero. And I say we because I'm a fan. Uh, so, uh, they play tomorrow. Uh, Chelsea and Barcelona play tomorrow. Honestly, I believe that Barcelona is gonna win. I think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be as easy as maybe some people would think. But I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be two zero. Possibly two one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with two zero, a goal by Messi and a goal by Suarez. Um, I just think that Barcelona's gonna dominate. I, Chelsea has good, very good uh, midfield and um, attacking, but they kind of lack with the center defensive mid in um, Bakayoko. He kind of has been kind of struggling as of late. Their defense, I don't believe, is is as strong. The only one I really like their defense is Marco Alonso. He's a good attacking defender, uh, as ironic as that sounds. But um, I I just think Barcelona is just too strong with you know with Messi and Coutinho and um, Suarez. I think it's just gonna prove too strong for the um, Chelsea um, defense. Um, then later and at the same time at two forty five you have um, Bayern Munich and Besiktas. Um, I don't know too much about Besiktas. I know that um, the Portuguese um, Karesma is on Besiktas. And um, I know that I believe it's their first time that they're ever, they ever got to the group stage. They, um, I mean, sorry, to the knockout stage. They qualified in their group. They got first place. So congratulations to them. But I don't, I don't see them. I, I don't see them really putting up anything against Bayern Munich. I mean, Bayern Munich is... One of the top clubs in the world, uh, Robert Lewandowski, um, 
uh, Vidal. Um, I just I don't. I, I mean, I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a three zero. I I don't know. I haven't seen too much of Besiktas, so I don't know how strong they are. But I I, I know how strong Bayern Munich are and how ahead they are. I believe they're like. 15 20 point they the last time i saw they were like 15 l- l- let me check let me check uh they check my uh one football app that's a really good app um for you soccer fans um it's a really good app for looking at football yeah so right now they are 19 points ahead of um second place Borussia Dortmund 19 points and uh, that's only in 23 games played. So I, they are dominating. Um, not to say that I, Bundesliga is a good league, but it's not the best league in the world. But they are just dominating. So I believe that they should dominate in this game. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three zero. Um, yeah, three zero. Then you have on Wednesday, you have another two games. You have. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk, Donetsk from Ukraine and Roma. And the other game is Sevilla from Spain against Manchester United from uh, England. So um, another, I think, a, a pretty well-matched game. Sevilla against Manchester United. Uh, um, I, see, I see this being a tie. I... I Manchester United has a good squad. They're kind of more of kind of a defensive squad. Um uh, definitely with Jose Mourinho, they're kind of more laid back squad. They have some good attackers, Romelu Lukaku, Jesse Lingard, I really like. But Sevilla, uh to be honest, I don't have I don't know much about them, but I know let's see, they are Sevilla is according to my um To my app, Sevilla right now is fifth with 39 points in the um, La Liga. Manchester United is second in the um, Premier League. I see this. I see this being a tie. I see this as a well-matched game. I think this is gonna be one-one. I see this as a really. This is gonna be a real, really um, well-fought game. And it's I I don't know I don't I I may find myself watching it but I'm kind of more interested in the second game the second game at the same time is Shakhtar Donetsk and Roma Roma played very good in their group stage um beating um beat uh, playing and 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 beating um uh they they had beat Chelsea in their league I know that uh, in their group in the group stage. And they also here they they beat yeah they beat Chelsea they beat Chelsea uh they had lost so they had lost to they had time to Electo Madrid they beat Carabag twice tied to Chelsea. Beat Chelsea, lost to Atletico Madrid, beat Carabao. So I, I, I really like this team. I mean, I really like this game just because I'm interested in what Shakhtar is gonna do, because they were the only team in the group stage 
to beat Manchester City. They asked, actually gave uh, Manchester City their first loss of the season um, in all competitions. Now Manchester City has lost three out of all competitions. So I really want to see what they're going to do. I believe that Shakhtar Donetsk can win this game. I'm going to say 1-0 Shakhtar just because they have a young... A lot of Brazilians come from there. They have Fred. They have a quick Tyson. Uh, they have uh, Bernard. They have um, some really good players there. Um, uh, Fred, he's a uh, Manchester City um, transfer target. Um, there's rumors that he could come in the summer. Pep Guardiola really wants him. So I see him. I see. I see them. Beating Roma 1-0, but I see this as a really good game. And I think I'm going to tune into this one on Wednesday. So those are my predictions for um, tomorrow's and Wednesday's uh, UEFA Champions League um, round of 16 games. So, um, All-Star Weekend. I'd like to talk about that. Um, I'm going to be honest. I tried to watch the game yesterday. I kind of I was I slept. I was I was tired. It was a long week, long weekend. I was tired. So I <laughs> I I I was looking forward to watching the game, but uh tiredness took me over. So I slept. I watched like the first quarter and then I and then I slept. The only thing I can know I, I can say about that All-Star game is how I really did not like Fergie's uh national anthem. That was I have no words. I mean, it just shows you, you there was players laughing and people laughing in the crowd. It just was I didn't like the rendition of the national anthem. It you know, it's a patriotic national anthem. It should be sang with pride and not with selfishness of trying to change it so that it looks better for you it it's not a pop song it's a national song it's in our national identity so i don't think that she should change it it definitely i i just didn't like it at all uh, i think a lot of people she's getting a lot of backlash from um for that that singing uh, but i definitely really enjoyed um saturday's events the skills challenge, the three point contest, and the dunk contest. Um, it was an interesting skills challenge because the guards who kind of are expected to win in the skills challenge because they're just quicker and they have better. I mean, hypothetically, they just should have better ball skills. But the past years that they've had this this type of skills challenge in this format, the bigs won, and it really comes down to. Scoring a three-point at the end. You can go as fast as you can throughout the whole course. But if you can't hit that three-point shot, then you, you won't win. And finally, um, with ease, Spencer Dinwiddie from the Brooklyn Nets. Finally won it for the guards against um, Laurie Markkinen from the Bulls. Um, he was just quicker than Markkinen. Got through the course and hit the, hit the three. I think it was on his second, first or second. I think it was a second shot. It was a it was interesting. Uh the three point contest was pretty interesting. Um Devin Booker was just was outstanding hitting shots really crazy. So was um 
Clay Thompson, as usual. Sonic, kind of some surprises. I mean, like Eric Gordon, last year's winner, didn't even make it out of the first round. Um, it was that was kind of that was surprising. I didn't I didn't see that happening because he's just a sh- he's just such a great shooter. Um, Paul George struggled too. He's a good three point shooter. It kind of shows you know like there's a, there's a big difference between shooting in this contest and shooting in real game. It's like this one. It's a lot more about consistency and quickness during the game. You know you have kind of more time to think about it and you don't have to hit every single shot this game i mean devin booker he hit 28 shots in his final round 28 shots he 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 broke the record he set a record for most three point um three points made in the contest um another one it was the dunk contest was a little dry to be honest um the there was some dunks that I actually liked, and I liked the aspect of bringing the throwback jerseys and um, stuff like that. But it was kind of dry. I mean, you can't beat those, you know. Obviously, it's hard to top, uh, you know, the Superman costume of Dwight Howard, jumping over the hood of the of a Kia, Blake Griffin, um, Aaron, Gordon, uh, Aaron Gordon's um, dunking between the legs over a mascot, Zach Levine. Uh, Michael Jordan, um, it's hard, it's hard, but I just, it was kind of, it, I, I wish I could have seen a little better dunks, but I really like Donovan Mitchell's first dunk where he had two backboards, one distant from each other. He bounced it off one backboard and got the other, got it and then dunked it again on the other backboard. I actually liked that one. And I really liked, um, Larry Nance's, um, dunk where he got it. He bounced it off the rim, he caught it, and then tapped it on the backboard rim close to it, got it again, and then dunked it. That was really impressive. Um, he didn't. Win, he ended up not winning, but uh, I think that was probably the best dunk of the night, but he just didn't win. I like the throwback aspect of the dunk contest because, like Larry Nance... His father was the first winner of the, I think it was 1986 or 1982 um, dunk contest. So he kind of, he wore his jersey and did the same dunk as his father. That was pretty cool. Um, Donovan Mitchell, he brought out the Vince Carter um, jersey and he did a 360 um, dunk. To I think that was a winner and that was pretty impressive too. I would have liked to see a little better dunks, but it wasn't like, I mean, obviously... Those are, those are hard dunks. Any any dunk is. I mean, any any dunk is hard. <laughs> I'm five eight. I I can't. I I can't. I can barely touch the net. <laughs> so, but I, those guys, you know, they do that for a living. And those, so, but I'd like to see them. They're young guys, so I'd like to see a little more athleticism. But that's it's still impressive what they did. Um, hopefully, we can see some some even better stuff next year so those were my thoughts on the all-star weekend i i'd rate it probably a seven out of ten i like the new idea of the of the um of the drafting and like you know team lebron team curry i like that i think i agree with i think it was lebron that said or curry that said that the the draft should be 
live TV, and I think that I think it was kind of like it's it's it would be it'd be a lot cooler if you you know would know at that time you know who's drafting who you know it for bragging rights and stuff. It 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 actually be pretty cool. Like I'd tune into that. Um. So those are my thoughts on All Star Weekend. So, um, next, I'd like to talk about um the World Cup. Um, um. More specifically, um, Brazil's squad, um, that was fifteen men squad that was announced, uh, I think it was, I believe it was last week, um, uh, by Coach Tite. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for this upcoming World Cup. I actually am um having the opportunity I had the opportunity of going to Brazil. My uh, parents already bought tickets. I had um, I had some money stored, and then um relatives from Brazil also are um helping to pay for my trip to Brazil cuz that's kind of that's like my dream to go to Brazil to watch the world cup and experience it there even though it's not there it was there there last time it's in Russia but the world kind of stops there it's like kind of like every game is a national holiday over there so i'm really excited and um looking forward to watching the game over there so it, um the um 15, 15 players were announced on the squad. Uh, I'd like to to read them and then kind of kind of um, rate them. So um, I read um, an article by ESPN. Tite's Brazil World Cup squad taking shape, but still places left to play for. So um, in a recent interview with the local press, Brazil coach Tite confirmed 15 of the 23 players he will be taking to the World Cup. So they, uh, I'd like to read this. So they were, and this is the way he referred to them, his normal, his 11. Sorry. Loading. <laughs> his 11 normal starters plus four. So the team base then is, come on, is goalkeeper Allison from Roma. Uh, center backs, uh, I mean, sorry, left and right backs are um, Dani Alves. From PSG, Marcelo from Real Madrid. Center backs are Marquinhos from PSG, Miranda from Inter Milan. Uh, center defensive mid is Casemiro from Real Madrid. Uh, midfielders are Barcelona, uh, <laughs> Paulinho from Barcelona, and Renato Augusto from Beijing Guan. Uh, attacking midfielders are Philippe Coutinho from Barcelona, Neymar and Neymar from PSG, and the um, Center forward is Gabriel Jesus from Manchester City. And then the four other players that he announced were center back Thiago Silva from PSG, Fernandinho from Man City, midfielder Fernandinho from Man City, attacking midfielder William from Chelsea, and striker Roberto Firmino from Liverpool. Um, so like in the beginning of the um, article, there's still four more... I'm sorry, there are still... Eight more spots left before um, it's the confirmed squad for the World Cup. Uh, I'm really looking uh, looking forward to seeing this team play. If you look up videos uh, of how, what this team looks like, um, their skills, their goals, uh, just how they look, it's amazing. I'm, I'm really looking forward to these young guys that we have, especially Gabriel Jesus. Coutinho and Neymar at the front, you know, just complete magic that they have. 
Um, I would have liked to see um, Ederson, the goalkeeper from um, Manchester City. Although he is young, he is in really good form at Manchester City. I really have a lot of confidence in him. Today, I was watching the Wigan Athletic game against Manchester City, and it was actually Bravo, Claudio Bravo was playing. And I was talking to myself, I was like, I don't really trust him as a keeper because it doesn't seem like he had, he he can control with his feet as like Pep Guardiola. That's the way he likes keepers. Ederson, he plays, he literally like, it was last week or two weeks ago, he said that if Manchester needed him, he would play midfielder. That's how confident he is in his ball skills. And I'd like that as a keeper because, you know, He's a good. He he has had some good saves. Just look up some videos. He's had some really good saves. Uh, so I I like to see him. Um. I think that um. I kind of. The thing is, like another one I'd like to see is Alexandro. He's a a uh, he's a left back from um, Juventus. The only thing is. He's got a strong competitor in Marcelo, who if I would pick between Marcelo and Alexandra, I think I'd pick Marcelo just because of the just because of the um the experience that Marcelo has playing for so long, playing for such a great club for so long. Uh he's a great guy. Um I to be honest, I don't really like Thiago Silva. I I I, I don't know. I I don't really He's not bad. It's just there's. I believe there's better guys. So I definitely think that 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 starting eleven of Marquinhos and Miranda is. I think it's a little better. So, and I like the Fernandinho. He's from Man City, but he's also just a really good player. A really good um, center mid. He knows how to pass. He can really shoot, and he knows how to defend too. Uh, I th- I think, I think my favorite um, guy on this list that I think is really important for Brazil is Casemiro. Uh, although, you know, you could say Neymar, Coutinho, Jesus. I really think Casemiro is the big the big guy um, that's important because he's that center defensive mid, that guy um, who's shown that in Real Madrid and, and in, in La Liga, in um, UEFA Champions League, that he can uh, play that position really well and really be kind of a sweeper and be that that man before the defense that can hold that hold that team together. So I believe that he's kind of a really big key in Brazil because they're they're one of the favorites to win. And if they win they 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 would have they would uh, be winning their 6th um World Cup. Uh they already hold the record for both World Cups. Excuse me. Um so, I like the squad right now. I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see Ederson and a couple more players. I'd say that he's probably gonna have some some players from 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 the Brazilian league. I'd even like to see Tyson. I like to see, although I haven't seen him play, um, Malcolm. From um, is it Bordeaux, Bordeaux from um, France? He's been a a big prospect that players people have been talking about, uh, and transfer targets for some English clubs that I saw, like Arsenal. Um, 
you don't know these guys that I'm talking about, I'd, I'd, um, I'd, um, I would, uh, advise you to look, look them up on YouTube, watch their highlights, because I like to do that, I was doing that today, and it's just amazing how these guys, how much skill they have, and how much they can really, um, dribble the ball and score it's just it's just so amazing how easily they can do i, I was like I, I i think to myself i wish i could do that because uh, i've been playing soccer but it's like i wish i had that much confidence that much ease to just you know just direct the ball guide the ball like that i mean that comes with practice comes with training comes with playing on the streets of brazil playing on the playing on the um futsal and playing on the streets and you know playing the jogo bonito <laughs> so uh finally i'd like to talk about a little bit about um Le'Veon bell uh you know last year he kind of he had that um he had that controversy where he didn't want that franchise tag so he went to the point of missing training camp and um missing that to um get his contract um all sorted out last year and he ended up signing that 112 I mean, sorry um 12.1 million dollar franchise tag last year so there's reports like according to Jeremy Jeremy Fowler of espn.com uh he says that we never will discount the use of the tag because that's collective bargaining Colbert said Thursday but again our goal is to have something done on a long term basis so there's obviously there's there's the, the Steelers want a long term deal with Le'Veon Bell and I think that's what he wants because I believe that um the trend for running backs is just going to get higher and higher I mean running backs like Le'Veon Bell like Todd Gurley um even even based on the Super Bowl, Jay Jai, um you know, I, I think it's going to go on a trend where these guys are going to start becoming, you know, the higher played players. And I think they should. I don't know why. I mean, people say, well, you know, you can find running backs anywhere. But there's some running backs where they're, you know, in a one in a one in a billion chance. I think Le'Veon Bell, the way he plays, the way he's so patient, the way, uh, the way he runs, the way the the way he has that dual threat ability with his catching and running, his numbers have been getting better and better. That years I have some stats from ProFootballReference.com saying that um um. This year, this season, he had the most, um, he had, uh, the mo- his most rushing yards in his, um, whole career this season with thou- 12,000, I mean, I'm so sorry, 1,291 yards, um, compared to last year where he had 1,268 yards, and that was in, I think it was he had two games last year where he had two hundred yard games, I believe, if I if I can remember. Um two thousand two thousand seventeen was a great year for him. He had so he had those 
almost three thousand, uh, uh, almost thirteen hundred yards. Um, he had sixty five. Uh, oh my goodness, six hundred fifty five receiving yards. Um, this season too, which is also has increased from last year. His numbers are just getting better and better. Um, he had nine touchdowns, nine rushing touchdowns this year. And two receiving touchdowns this year. I really believe that based on just these stats and the way that how how um how important he is to the success of the Steelers, you know, Triple B's, Roethlisberger, um, Antonio Brown and 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 Le'Veon Bell. I just think that if they want to keep him, they're gonna have to give him big money. He's shown he's shown that he he wants to go. I mean, a couple weeks ago he, he was like. He he didn't even want to go to the Jets. It doesn't even matter how much money they were going to. He doesn't want to go to the Jets. So I think that he wants to stay in the Steelers um, organization. If he winds up not, I know there's a lot of more, a lot a lot of any team in the NFL would want Le'Veon Bell. The Bucks would want him. We need a running back. Eh, I mean, I like Peyton Barber, but um, Colts, Browns. Although I like to see them draft Shaquan Barkley, um, a lot of players, Jets, a lot of players need running backs. Um, this year, so but I think that I I I see him. I believe that he's gonna get franchise tagged again. But um, I think they're gonna have they. I mean I don't know too much about franchise tag. But I think that he, the way he plays, I think he deserves that big money. If there's players, if you're going to pay big money for Brock Eisweller two years ago, a guy that played five games and then you give him, what was it, $17 million a year or something like that, I think that Le'Veon Bell, this is a lot more than that. Just the way he, the way he plays, how good he is. But then, if you if you're gonna give him that, I mean, you gotta give Alvin Kamara more money. Although he's a rookie, Kareem Hunt, these guys that actually rushed more yards, I think it. I don't know if Alvin Kamara did, but I know Kareem Hunt because he led the uh, the NFL in rushing yards. So, I think that he he definitely deserves more money. All right, so I think that I'm gonna wrap it up uh, for today. Um, Sports Geek Central. Uh, thank you guys for um, listening to uh, week seven of my podcast. I'm really enjoying getting back into this. Uh, I uh, wish I was doing it before. You know, I skipped that so many months. I wish I kind of had gotten back into it. But I'm thankful that I uh, I, I got the urge to go back, come back here. Um. I look forward to next week. I don't know too much about what I'm going to be talking about next week. Uh, I had to look into into that. You know, obviously it depends on, you know, the breaking news and sports news um, in this coming week. But I hope you guys have a great week. Um, you can download this podcast on um, iTunes, iTunes podcast app 
And also, I think uh, right now I'm verified on the on um, Android's um, podcast uh, too, so you can find me on the Play Store too. Um, get the word out. Um, tell share this to your friends. Um, you know, I really want to get the word out. If you guys ever want to be on the show, I mean on the podcast, you know, I could call you guys, get you guys' opinions on what I'm talking about this that week. Uh, hit me up when I post this on Facebook. Uh, so this is uh, Philip Carvalho signing out. See ya.